1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Positive Friday rolls through as you make your way home. Orders in Montreal tomorrow for a franchise record. Tenth consecutive win if they can get it. Look for Stuart Skinner back in between the pipes tomorrow night for the uh, Emmonson Oilers, of course, you'll see that one uh, national game uh, starting at uh, just after 5 o'clock. Good luck to uh, all the teams who have uh, started in uh, Edmonton Minor Hockey Week and a lot of the uh, teams in the uh, local area and the EFHL and all the other leagues who play. Have fun. Remember, everybody, parents as you're going to the games, coaches, all the officials donate their time. Okay, If a snake is made, don't scream and yell at an official. Just like you wouldn't and shouldn't scream and yell at your players, don't do it to the official. Just a healthy reminder. Have fun. Enjoy the games. If you need to uh, scream, put your gloves in front of your face. That's way better. Way better. It's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And uh, you're sitting at home, you're like, oh, baby, I am uh, chill. You know what I need? I need like a a hot tub or a sauna. Well, guess what? $60 million up for grabs tonight for Lotto Max. Could be a game changer. You can get your tickets at PlayAlberta.ca. C A sixty mil and there's also six max millions as well. Hey, I'll just take a million bucks. Pretty sure I can buy a hot tub with that. Wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Um, let's uh let's get to the oil report now. Brought to you by Volvo Cars edmonton.com where uh, you can stop in right now. If uh, you're looking for a great deal, because I can tell you, hey, I jumped in the old uh, XC90 today, fired up. No problemo, baby. They're very reliable, even in the cold. You can get the uh, XC60, XC90s. Right now, you can lease an XC40 for as low as 3.99%. Best time to take it for a test drive is when it's cold, because now you'll know how it's going to run. Check it out at Volvo Cars, Edmonton. As we uh, welcome to the show the host of the Lowdown noon until two weekdays here on Sports fourteen forty, uh, Alan Mitchell, who uh, uh, him and Wanye uh, I, I heard we're exchanging uh, DMs with uh, crayon outlines of the parade route. Al, what uh, what are you doing? Pump the brakes.
3: Well, we're having a conversation about you know whether it's going to be uh, on White Avenue or Jasper or maybe just by. By the you know the arena, so by Roger's place. So we, the, the, we're not really we're the crayon. We're just fooling around. We just got to figure out what part of town it goes. Maybe we'll just do all three because we feel as though it's going to be an all night, all the next day celebration.
0: It's going to be great, Gregor. We'll save you a lawn chair right beside us on the roof of a building. We'll watch all the floats go by. Connor will be wearing a white suit like Gretzky used to do. Oh, it's going to be great.
2: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it will. I wonder. uh, Yeah, you know what? Uh, Times change for the parades and uh, what they do. I I will tell you this. Um, Oiler fans uh, would celebrate fairly heavily because it would be 34 years this spring since the last time they won the Stanley Cup. 34. Like, time flies, man. Holy doodle. friend of mine works for a rental car company back in the
0: day in 06, and he got a call from the Oilers, Gregor, to rent a whole bunch of pickup trucks for the Cup Parade of 06. They were planning in advance, and they got ready, and they had the fleet ready, and then they phoned and said, we don't need
2: them anymore. Yeah, well, you got to plan, right? <laughs> you got to plan ahead for stuff like that. I get it. It's like uh, everybody gets the hats made, and then... One team doesn't get the hat.
0: Got I not. saw a prison documentary on YouTube, and there's somebody wearing a 2006 Oilers Stanley Cup hat in a prison. In the prison documentary I saw, and I thought to myself, maybe it's not so bad. That guy thinks the Oilers won the cup. <laughs> uh, okay.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> Jim uh, my
3: first producer on the show, uh, the guy in the prison. Yeah. That
2: was my first producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might, it might have been. Um, Al, uh, before we get to hockey, just uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, on John and Robin. I know uh, you know you work with the guys in both of them in, in different facets, and you know a really tough day yesterday here for uh, the sports community, and specifically Sports 1440, and most importantly the Short and Brownlee families.
3: Well, it, it was. First of all, I just want to say, Jason, that I I saw you uh, before yesterday's show, and I uh, my heart went out to you as a broadcaster and as a human. And I just want to say that you were just you did a brilliant job. I know you don't expect me to say that, but I know it was a tough day for you, and you you really. Passed along, I think, on behalf of everybody who knew John and Robin, uh, the emotion of it, the shock of it, and really, I think for for all of us in listening to that, it was—I mean, I—I I cried, I admit that—but it was it was actually a good thing because, you know, I, I met John when in 1986 I was like 24 years old, and John was—you know—he was older than me, but he was very supportive, and. I, I just, I really feel like everybody he ever met. I know you were, you know, had the same experience with him he he was he was surprisingly supportive, like it wasn't like he was just raw raw or anything but if if you e- expressed your your vision or what you thought was going to come about, John was the one guy who was maybe a little bit of an older person, a mentor to us who wasn't you know he was he could be crusty, and I saw him angry and and that was no fun at all but he was it was a larger life figure i think that that he what he did was he had. He he had momentum in life, and and I, I just so appreciated that about him. He was moving forward, not behind, and I, I, I cherished that. And and with Robin, you know, I read Robin long before I I met him, and I just thought he was a brilliant writer, like he just was. And and when I met him, it was a bit of a shock because Robin was, you know, he you, you took a while to get to know him, um, and and he could be a little bit edgy, and. He, like me, is a kind of a guy who's maybe was, to, you know, it's easier to be distant than it is to be close. But once I got to know Robin, what I found was a, a, like a genuine and generous guy. He, he was, he, he he was initially, you know, at arm's length. But what you got to once you got to know him, he was a really good guy, and he had a heart of gold. And, and um I think I heard you talk about him yesterday, saying that in later years he he mellowed. It. I think that's I think that's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. But with Robin, I, I think that the one thing that really I'm glad that I got to know was the, the warm person. And I I, um, I had a hard time yesterday thinking about his family because I know that he, he really, and in his writing, you can go back and read it. It's just so clear. As we all do, he really loved his family. And, and I'm so happy he got that experience because I know he really valued it and I know his family meant everything to him and and for his family and for John's family Michael and, and the rest I I hope that, that everybody talking about it and everybody experiencing it is sort of you know at least helping them a little bit get over what is a very difficult time because these men were really cherished not by, just by the family but by everybody in the community who knew them they were really good people
2: very well said, Alan. And of course, uh, with uh, you losing Joanne recently, I think you can understand the uh, the pain and the grief and, and all the stages that you go through, and the importance uh, just to talk about those wonderful people at, at times. And while it's hard, it's good to have a cry. Uh, you know, cleans out the soul, as they say. So the that is uh, that's always good. i uh, right now, Al. Uh, good. I'm not even sure is an accurate. Uh, description of, of, the order's play. Uh, last night, uh, you know, they're all over Detroit. It's a zero zero game. It probably shouldn't be a zero zero game. Uh, then they're down one nothing. And then, you know, you know, the, when they're down one nothing, that save, uh, the blocker save that then goes off the crossbar in the post, like that is a massive, Stopped by Pickard, right? He gets if he doesn't get a blocker on. That's why I still call it a save. The puck didn't go in. He he blockered it into the crossbar in the post. To me, that's still a save. And uh, man, that was massive. And then obviously the McDavid goal, Hyman and Nurse wins it in, in overtime. But you know that was a game where it's three to two, and they were clearly the better team for long stretches. Like you know, I thought it was important because Chicago was eh, kind of a meh game for them for sure. They weren't awful, but they weren't great. And then they bounce back and, and thoroughly dominated a game, and, and probably you know the scoreboard clearly flattered Detroit.
3: Yeah, and I think everything you said is true, and there has to be a little bit of luck involved. And there was there was a little bit of that too uh, when you're on a streak, you're winning this many games in a row. But I thought the McDavid play where where he waited. Uh, I think it was Hyman who had to get out of the zone. It might have been Leon, but whoever it was, he waited and then he scored this ridiculous, ridiculous goal. But there's so many positives. Nurse and C are playing tough minutes against uh, really good opposition, and they're doing it without the McDavid line, and they're having success. And and the top uh, the the Ekholm uh, Bouchard pairing are doing well. Although I thought Bouchard was a little off last night. That's going to happen over a, 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 a like a long winning streak like this. They're, this team right now, I, I have to say, I think they're as good as I've seen in in years. Maybe the 0-6 team when they after they got Rollison. And I, I don't want to oversell it, but we're planning the parade, yeah mm-hmm, and I. So I guess I have not done it. But I like I just love watching them because they 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 have calm feet defensively. They don't panic so much, and the goaltending is. I'm not saying it's like top five, but the goaltending is, is good, and I think Stuart Skinner is really coming into his own, and last year he was a rookie, and that happens, it does, I don't care who the goalie is, unless it's Ken Dryden or a few other guys, Patrick Y in history, the goaltending can be uneven when you're a rookie in the playoffs, so I think if you're at an other fan, you've got to be thrilled by this, but last night they played well against a good team after not playing well against a Chicago team that they really should have dominated.
0: Now, Lt. My colleague here, Jason Greger, with the long hair, just made a case that Zach Hyman might be the new Smitty. And at first, I kind of said nobody's the new Smitty. But now that I'm thinking about it, can you see ties there that Zach Hyman might be modern Smitty?
3: Well, there are there are similarities. What I'll say though is is like and going to the net and along the wall and winning battles and never giving up on a play. And the, the two things I would say are a little bit different is is I think that Smith was a better passer. Hyman's a very good passer, but Smith was excellent and underrated. And and Hyman uh, Smith Smith's goals were scored three to five inches from the net mostly. but uh, Hyman can shoot the puck like he, he he's. I'm not going to say he's an expert marksman. He's not you know Mike Bossy or whomever. But he's what, what I'm amazed by about Zach Hyman is that that. Where he was drafted, he was traded early, and and I remember watching him in his young NHL career. And, and I, what I love about him is that he has built himself into this player, and he's he's unique. It's hard to be a unique player when you're drafted where he was, and I like I know his story, I know his background, I know what his father did to make to, to get him into to hockey, and I I just have to say that the, the Zach Hyman story is truly unique. It truly is.
2: And you know what? Uh, he, he just continues to improve as a player. Um, you know, he, he's not a guy who's just banging pucks in around the net. He's wanted to be better around the net. And, and we're seeing that. And I like that you mentioned CC and nurse, Al, because, you know, CC and nurse, you know, people are like, oh, who's their number one pair? And I'm like, well, if, if, if you're playing at home with Bouchard, it's because you think that pair gives you more potential offense. And I totally would agree. Bouchard's the best offensive defenseman they have. I don't think there's a real debate there, but. You're taking Nurse and C.C. away, and they're playing basically the same minutes against the lead, but without McDavid. And no offense to Drysdale or anybody else, when McDavid's on the ice, you got an advantage a lot of the time where you don't have to defend as much. And it makes sense to do it. And so, you know, a lot of people keep talking about upgrading Cody C.C. I get it in theory. I'm not sure I get it in practicality because when I look at, like, do you think Chris Tanev is a significant increase, or like a small increase. How, how much of an improvement do you think he would be on Cody C, and combined on the price tag it might cost to get him?
3: Well, that's the whole thing. The owners are, are like, frankly, running out of assets. The other thing about C is that, and I, like, I... I I think I, Oilers fans are the best they just are but there, there's a fixation sometimes on players CCB one of them about you know what isn't he he is not this he is not that but when he came when he came over uh, remember it was just a week after Adam Larson left the Oilers, like I really questioned Holland's choice because I thought, man you are not upgrading here but, but the thing about CC is that you know he had a core injury last year but he's a consistent guy he he, he can bring the hammer, he can shoot the puck, but he's also very physical. And on the right hand side, the Oilers have a, a brilliant puck mover in Bouchard and they have a great shutdown big man in Vincent Des Harnay. Cece's more of the, the two way type and, and yes he does you know have more defense than offense on his on his uh resume, but I think that's good for the Oilers and he and Nurse have played well and I think like a, Two years ago and last year, they were playing with Nurse against the elites. This, I think, is tougher, where you're playing, you know, whoever, the second line, third line, and you're still playing tough opposition. And. I, I think that C.C. Is, is, I'm going to say it, I think he and Nurse are highly underrated. I know Nurse's contract is not overpay, but I think they're highly underrated on this team by a lot of people. And I know that sounds crazy because Nurse has paid so much. But he and C.C. play really tough minutes. They're consistent, and they're winning hockey games. And they do allow the Oilers to take Eckholm and Bouchard, let's be honest, brilliant players, and give them to the top line and run that line as a unit, and you've got to pick up a lot of slack, and those two can. I, I I have to say, I think a lot of people underrate Cody C.
2: Al, I tend to agree with you on that for certain. Uh, Al, have yourself a great weekend. Uh, will the Edmonton Orders set a franchise high tomorrow night?
3: they will. And they'll do it in Montreal, the, the home of Andy Moog's first brilliant, brilliant, brilliant moment of his wonderful career. And I hope that uh, Hockey Night in Canada folks, you know, talk a little bit about how this Oilers team might win the sixth Stanley Cup and bring it all home. And to do it in Montreal, where you get the tenth win and break that record and move into a new kind of uh, uh, era, at least in that one particular area, would be very cool. Montreal's a hallowed place for hockey, might as well build up the game tomorrow and I think it'll
2: be a great one. Awesome. Uh, Al, have a great weekend. Go Eagles! There you go. Uh, Al Mitchell uh, hoping his Eagles show up. Oh, also tomorrow, Conrick David turns 27. So uh, they can get his um, they would give him his uh, 27th birthday by setting the franchise record. You know what? 10 I... consecutive wins.
0: You know what I just realized, Gregor? I tweeted today, happy birthday, Connor McDavid, from the Oilers Nation Twitter account. A day early. Thinking it was the 13th. So I can't wait to go and look at everyone's replies to that
2: tweet telling me I'm wrong. Yes. It's great. that's uh, a mistake. Rookie. Uh, 528, uh, Emmett's Sports Theater, TSN 1260. We'll come back with Wanya's World. Shame. Shame. Try to, try to be better on Wanya's <sighs> World, okay? It's the 12th. Just so you know, it's the 12th. As Brownlee would say, hey, pencil neck. Get it right. Uh, we'll return on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Live in the Ewell studio. E-W-E-L, your electrical distributor. Pause the Friday rolls through on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, have some positive vibes for everybody. Hope your vehicle, everybody gets home safe tonight. Uh, the good news, today was the worst day. Minus 39, minus 40 in some outline areas, 41. That was the coldest. It's uh, slowly going to improve. And, man, just think, minus 17, we're going to be wearing T-shirts. It's going to feel like nothing. So, uh, thankfully, only a few days of this. But uh, enjoy uh, Minor Hockey Week, which is ongoing right now. Have lots of fun. Uh, big shout-out to all the volunteers, including the officials and everybody who gets it running. It's a real thrill for all the kids. So, uh, have a great time and uh, be very respectful to all the volunteers and the officials you know, over the next uh, 10 days for uh, Minor Hockey Week. Or, I guess, almost two weeks. Uh, time now for One Year's World brought to you by Action Electrical. And of course, uh, you residential solar, you can get up to, uh, $40,000 on a 10 year interest free loan from the government of Canada, as well as the uh, 5,600 in grant, which is free money. However, just so you know, that expires in March. So if you've been on the fence, you've been thinking about it. You won't get that. That's 5600 bucks. you can't ever get back. So if you're thinking about it, you might want to act now. ActionElectrical.net. It's Wanye's World.
0: I listened to John Short Greger every night as a kid, every single night. And it was too late. My parents would say to be listening to the radio, and they would come in and turn off my clock radio, and I would have a second backup radio. And it was under my pillow, and I would listen to John through the pillow telling me about the 1994 Oilers and how wonderful everything was going to turn out. Sometimes I would listen too long and I'd fall asleep and I would wake up when that crazy UFO show was on after. Remember that show? I'd scare the heck out of myself because I went to sleep listening to John Short and woke up listening to Art Bell. And the next day I would go to school with my little elementary school buddies and we would talk about the Oilers and we would dissect everything John Short said the night before. Like I swear there was a couple years there. We liked John Short better than we liked the Oilers themselves. And I remember one time I was 10 years old. And I worked up the courage, and I called John Short. And I recorded it on a little tape recorder that I had in my room. And I told John Short off because he took Glenn Sather's side when he traded Bill Ranford. And I called up John Short and explained to him that Bill Ranford was a much better goalie, and I thought Glenn Sather should resign for trading him. Mm. And John heard me out, and he didn't cut me off and he let me say my piece, and then he explained to me patiently that Curtis Joseph was probably going to be a better goalie than Bill Ranford, and we should just let him have his time. And I'll never forget that because I listened to that tape over and over and over after that. And I found it a couple of years ago and found a tape recorder or player and and played it again. And when you hear it through the ears of an adult, it's a 10-year-old screeching at John Short in a very poorly written rant about how stupid Glenn Saylor is. And John let me have my piece. And it stuck with me that maybe I could talk about the Oilers one day and people would listen to me. Right. And so to be here in 2024 on the radio myself and talking about what a great man he was, I thank him, right? Because to look back, why would you take calls from children? Like, what are you doing? It's hard enough to take callers as is on a radio show. We haven't had a caller here ever. But for John to let little kids like me come on the show and tell him off about a Bill Ranford trade, he made so many Oilers fans those years. And taking kids seriously and letting them call in and say their piece, I really respect him for doing it, and I thank him.
2: Yeah. Well kids night uh, there's there's a lot of people that can uh, can relate to that uh, I think I first time I called in it might have been 12 years old and uh, I remember my dad was upstairs listening because you know back in the old days you couldn't be on the phone close to the radio it, or else echoed. it, it echoed right so you had to <laughs> they'd always be like turn the radio down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah uh, you know, I, I have I don't have any recollection I, I didn't uh, I didn't tell John off I didn't have um anything like that I just you know talked about something came upstairs you know as your kid like dad how was that and of course you know you're oh you're great son like, I have no idea if it was true or not but. Um, and you know, I remember I would call on kids night and then eventually as I got older, I graduated to adults night where you didn't have to call in as a kid. And that was like a, a big step in your maturation in life. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was lots of fun. I had lots of, uh, you know, good conversations, but you know, like you downstairs, I still remember in my, and in, in, you know, the Bay from basically grade eight on, I would, uh, I would listen to that show on at night and you know, some nights I'd go to bed. Oh, it's nine thirty, but I would listen until 11 o'clock. Wait. Much later than I should have. And, you know, I remember, okay, I'll shut it off at the top of the hour because that's when they go to break and you go to news and stuff. And so, you know, there was times I'd listen to midnight, but usually it was till 11 o'clock, which was it was still quite late and you know, grade eight and nine. But it was, it was a real learning of sport, right? Like I, and that's what, that's really, I think, kind of what helped. Like I read the paper all the time front to back and I read all the sports stories. So I was not just ever a hockey guy. And I, you know, we tried not to just be hockey on our show, but, um, you know, with John, like, I remember when he would talk boxing, I knew nothing about boxing. There wasn't, like, a lot of boxing in the paper or anything, but I was always like, geez. Like, I thought John was, like, the boxing expert of experts, right? I was like, this guy knows everything about everything. And it was, uh, it was truly amazing for sure. And he was, um, he, he was a, he was a treat to listen to. There's no question.
0: I can remember how, other little buddies I'd have would phone in too, right? And then you'd like go to school the next day and be like, I can't believe you called John Short and like no one ever had a bad call. Yeah. He treated everybody fair. If you had a pipsqueak voice of ten years old, yeah. it didn't
2: matter. You were an Oilers fan, you had your piece. Having a kid's night, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like that's just incredible. Well everybody had a democratic right to be wrong. Right, uh, he had some, uh, he had some great lines uh, over the years. I do remember a few times, uh, Shorty. It took a lot for him to get fired up, but they did. And I remember when I worked with him one time and I saw him fired up. <laughs> Because, uh, um, and I'll answer it, Uh, like, there was a few little, uh, things that I learned about John that I obviously didn't know when I was just a listener, but when I got to work with him and it was interesting to see it. And, um, you know, there are a few things that really fired him up. Peter Pocklington was one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He was not a fan of old Peter Puckman, And, uh, cause he worked for him and he saw just how cheap he was and, and, and how just lacking in, uh, in, in morals at times he was without question. Right. Like, hey, it was great. He brought it. He brought hockey to Edmonton. You can never live that down. But there was just obviously, you know, gainers and lots of other things that John just saw kind of when you, when you're on the inside, you see things that uh, sometimes can, can ruin your, your viewpoint of it. And I think that's probably the best way to say that what happened. But, uh, you know, well said. I think there's lots of people, uh, will miss John, miss Robin, uh, for sure. And, you know, John's been off the radio for a long time, but man, his, his imprint, uh, there's lots of people that, uh, that he impacted that are, uh, that are doing the, the media gig right now which is uh which is outstanding. Uh 5:39. We got a lot of text uh, to get to Connor and uh, and Juan, you're going to take it through the final segment I've got to get cuz we have our first uh game in uh Edmonton Minor Hockey Week at uh 6:30 so I got to be there uh try not to be too late. Get set up. Uh, looking forward to it. So everybody have a great time. Uh we'll talk to you on Monday and uh, maybe on Monday we will be chatting. I'm I'm fairly certain the Oilers are going to win their 10th game uh in a row. Uh, I just saw how they played last night against Detroit you thought okay because sometimes if you have a bad game okay that's a sign the losing streak's slowly gonna last night was not a bad game and they you know line was very hot he's been very good for detroit and they persevered and they just kept going and going and then they got the, uh, the the winning goal in overtime by darnell nurse and and montreal gives up even more chances than detroit does and i just think edmonton right now is playing so well they're going to generate enough chances to win and they don't give up very much right like it's Think about their wins now and how few goals they're giving up in their wins. Like they're winning games two to one, three, two, you know, or earlier you used to have to win games five, four. That's not really the case anymore. And that's what makes them suddenly a very, very dangerous team. Uh, have yourselves a, a great weekend. Uh, Wanye and Connor will take you home next on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca.
4: Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie Wanye, Gretz, and Declan Kruger with you here wrapping up this positive Friday edition of the show. Coming to you live from the Ewell studio. Uh, Wanye. before we get to in the room or a variety of a variation of in the room, hmm. we've got something to give away, don't we?
0: We do. It's the coldest day of the year, I hope. Hopefully. But who knows? You never know what the future lies in store. So we would like to give away some oodle noodle heat. Four free boxes. If you text us in, it's positive Friday, very, very cold, very grim week. Hit us with some good news on the text line, 1-833-401-1440. And give us some good news and the winner will receive four free oodle noodle boxes.
4: one 401 4 free oodle noodle boxes. Mm. I've been accustomed. I make my weekly trip now. Do you? Noodle. You yeah. converted that quickly. I did. I did. Thank I, you, Connor. I always forget my meal. Declan, I, you know what I get. Combo box. Combo box. Your combo box. Just right? an
0: old married couple remembering each other's orders, aren't you two?
4: No shrimp. Oh. No shrimp for me. Interesting. I avoid the seafood.
0: At all costs. You don't want a fish guy. No seafood at all. You had an experience, you had an allergy, or this is a preference? Preference. Hmm.
4: Yeah, it just doesn't, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I don't like the smell. Mm. Yeah. It does smell. So I just stay away from it. But that doesn't mean you have to. doesn't mean you have
0: to. And Oodle Noodle has a variety of meats. We also have tofu. If you're a vegetarian, if you're a vegan, we have it all covered.
4: No judgment either. None. Like when I say I don't want shrimp,
0: they just say, okay. I only eat shrimp. I don't (laughs) eat anything else. I exclusively eat shrimp. I'm a beluga
4: whale. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's go in the room for next-gen transportation. Got to congratulate Devo for making the national bobsled team. He was in studio Last week. Shook my hand, almost broke it. Uh, Good luck at the upcoming World Cup events. The Oilers in action tomorrow, of course, taking on the Montreal Canadiens. It's a five o'clock start. That means Oilers Nation pregame. Pregame with Boardsy, in fact, it's going at four o'clock on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Uh, Wanye, everyone's very confident about this one. It's like, yeah, they got this, they're going to win. Should we be this confident?
0: Well, I feel like sitting in this chair since the start of this season when I started coming on 1440, I feel like I've lived a lifetime. We've had Mark Spector on the show saying the Oilers are basically screwed, and we called that Fearful Friday thereafter. And yet we've also witnessed two eight-game winning streaks, and yet we've also witnessed a coaching change. Yeah. Like, this has been a season, ten seasons within a season so far.
4: I swear, there was a five questions at one point. Like, the lowest of the low. Will they make the playoffs? And I'm pretty sure we both said no.
0: I will say this. The game against the Islanders, which they turned it all around. Remember, they were losing in the game and then yeah. they came back to win. When they were losing in that game to the Islanders was when I bought that Lady Stanley Cup ring, Connor. And I swear to you, that was the low point. And am I single-handedly taking credit for changing the course of the season? Yes. As you should. Yes, I am. Does it have to do with the actual Oilers, or people playing the game? No. This is called narcissism, Connor.
4: <laughs> well, I like it. Because their hockey players aren't going to take the credit. No. They would give you all of it. I think so, they should. As they should. It was an investment. An investment in them. Okay. You asked. You asked the question. Give me some good news. Yeah. Jeff says, I'm done for the week. Good news. boy, Jeff. T.A. says, here's some good news. I have a chance to meet Mr. Kroger at Planet Fitness. Since then, I've lost 110 pounds from T.A. Chad Kroger? Mr. Kroger.
0: Guys, I hate to interject here, but I have a funny feeling that may have been me. Mr. Kruger. <gasps> oh,
4: yeah.
0: You're not Chad you're Kruger. Not- I'm not Chad Kruger. Are Kroger. you Chad
4: Kruger? Declan Kroger?
0: I could probably grow out the hair like him, but I don't have the pipes, but I do believe that was in reference to me because I am a uh, I'm a Planet Fitness goer. Have so. we
4: been butchering your name this whole time?
0: Yeah, Declan well, it's Kroger? I, you know, I'm not very confrontational. I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, I think you guys will have it after this. It's Kruger.
4: Or it's or maybe TA met somebody named Mr. Kroger, and that was a very narcissistic of you. That is the other assume. option, and that would be extremely embarrassing. It's one I of I think two. he met Declan. I think he met Declan. Yeah. Call him, call him Declan, like his friends do. We got a long one here, which I'll get to potentially in a minute. Raider Jesse says, the good news is I still have my 10-year-old Wayne Muscleman autograph from some old Twitter contest, and as I look back on it, Wanye Muscleman. Yeah. Who's Who is that, that sorry? Raider Jesse. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. Raider Jesse. He's an OG. Other than... He's OG the in the Raiders. game. Yeah. We've got good news on Wednesday, I gotta fly out of this frozen hellscape for Sunny Pond Inlet. Off to work three weeks in the Arctic. Go me the juice. My parents and sister and her family just flew out to Maui. Hmm. Quite envious. No kidding. I am doing a bikini
0: car wash on Sunday. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to cleaning cars for charity.
4: I like it. Trip says, my VW made it through this cold week and even pulled the lady off the median and boosted a guy at the parking lot. Trip, that's a good one. But we've got some really good ones here. Someone's daughter crushed her midterm test today. She's taking EMR in Sherwood Park. That's cool. But how do we beat retired bowler Ryan? My wife has her last chemo treatment this month.
0: Oh, dear. That's much better news.
4: Yeah, like everyone had good news. Yeah, there's great news. But that's great news, and like, what what better way to celebrate than with delicious
0: Oodle Noodle? All your life milestones, health milestones, your bar mitzvah, your quinceanera—if you celebrate—yeah, everything is Oodle Noodle.
4: That's how I look at it now.
0: That's how I look at it too. I'm was, amazed how converted, how quickly you
4: converted. I was reborn that way. <laughs> I am a I'm a noodle man now. Okay, this one was the long one from Jerry B. Hey, Gregor, being a long-time listener, I had an opportunity to get to know John through some interviews I did with him when he covered the Chuck Wagon Racing in Edmonton. But my best memory was when I was traveling the South Pacific in 1985 and was in New Zealand, and I called Collect. They took my call, and I chatted with John for quite some time, and he seemed more <laughs> interested in talking about my trip in New Zealand than sports. He was very genuine, and he will be missed. Jerry, great text, and... Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm weird. I'm probably the one of the few people in sports radio that didn't listen to sports radio growing up. Yeah, a weird confession. Never Didn't even know it was a thing. I, really? Yeah, but then I started working at 1260, and whenever John would come in studio or come on the phone, our text lines would just light up like I'm not used to, or people would be calling in and you know telling people I work in the business. It was always like, oh, do you know John Short? I used to listen to him all the time. I was the one who didn't tune in all the time but you know within like a year of working in sports radio and actually getting to be on air you knew just the legacy that he had in this city and not only in the city but across the country so your introduction to
0: sports radio was applying for a job at 1260 you were like what a magical world i want to be a part of this
4: i was in radio school and we did a project and the teacher said you know edmonton does have a sports radio station i knew that chad had the oilers and elks Eskimos, that was it. And then I applied. The next day, Bryn Griffith said, yeah, come on in. You're a mysterious guy. So yeah. you're a sports fan but didn't listen to radio? a sports fan. But didn't know sports radio? I'm
0: Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: You existed, Connor? How could this be? It was was wild. Like, they told me, we have a sports radio station in our city. Like, six months later, I was there. (laughs) Dominance. You
0: ascended. You were aware of it, and you mastered it in under six months.
4: I walked in, and I said... I want this. I took it. Baller move. Fifteen years later. Okay. Shoot. That's gonna do it for us. Here on the Jason Greger Show. Big thank you to all of our guests today: uh, Eric Engels of Sportsnet, Brian Diardo, CBS Sports NFL writer, Mr. Juan Yee Gretz. Craig Button. Well, it's gonna be spec, but he's on the road to Montreal and Alan Mitchell. If you missed anything, check out the podcast up at Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Big thank you to our title sponsor, Playover.ca. Use your game sense. You're gonna go do that right now. Let's get to an update. Brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to bieeng.com. Have a
1: great night, everyone. Stay safe, stay warm. We'll talk to you on Monday. Here is Devin Kruger.